0: Alright, everybody. Man, this is exciting. I uh, was just peeking at the draft that Addison has for his um, his next piece to this podcast. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to beat him to posting. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, I'm kind of a little bit nervous. Um, but I have been planning on this podcast for five days now, thinking on it, planning on it, figuring out exactly what I'm going to say. You know, I didn't actually know what a podcast was until about six months ago. I'd heard of podcasts, and the description that I was given made absolutely no sense, and I was like, okay, um, weird. And I had this little, weird little app on my phone, and and I. <laughs> I would delete it because it was just filling up space and I didn't know what the purpose of it was. I think I clicked on it twice and it didn't make any sense. And usually I'm pretty literate in the technology things, but um, when it came to podcasts, I had no idea. And it's really a shame because I grew up listening to talk tapes. Like, <laughs> like oh my gosh. I think I was nine years old when I discovered my first um talk tape and oh man I fell in love I couldn't believe the things I was learning and what I could know and what I could learn from so it's like this last discovery has really changed my life it's like all of a sudden I have anything and everything I want to learn about right here at my fingertips and um it's super interesting because it inspired me after after that um my dream was to be like a motivational speaker of some kind or two Um, in in the least, at least read other people's stuff and uh, uh, just put it out there where people could see. But I loved the feeling of inspiring people in it. And it was really fun because in our church, in the church I go to, um, the primary or the little kids, um, where we go to children's Sunday school or whatever, get opportunities to speak. So they're given a topic and they... um, talk about themselves or the, not usually themselves actually, yeah, themselves, their own experience with whatever truth they were assigned to speak on, and it was my favorite thing, like people hated the talks, and I would like jump out of my chair, please can I have a talk, and I think one time my teacher made me do a scripture, like a memorized scripture instead, and I cried, I'm so sad, (laughs) she never did that again, because most people didn't want the talks. (laughs) <laughs> I did, I did, and so the interesting thing is, um, you would think that I would be so excited to do this podcast, um, or any of the podcasts with Addison, but, uh, he talks about this in another series, um, of talk tapes, just kidding, a podcast where, um, he talks, it's called Business Dreams, Dreams 100, And uh, it's actually teaching you how to start and run your own business, which is incredible. And um, if you're listening to this, you're probably interested in relationships and haven't thought about business a lot, but I've learned that business done right is a lot like building a relationship. And so I would check it out if I were you, (laughs) I, to pump myself up for this podcast podcast. I went back and listened to his first two episodes because it really just frees me. He said two things. Well, one, <laughs> one, he tells our story. And so if you, want, if you want to hear another version of our story, that one is one of my favorites. And uh, check out those podcasts. But he has um, two quotes that inspired me. And I don't know if he got this from someone else or if this is just his incredibleness. But he said, um, do not... Let, oh man, I was going to memorize, I was going to write it down, it's like a routine. But do not let your inexperience stop you from sharing what you know with the person who is two steps behind you. And I was like, whew. bam, bam, all excuses gone, all excuses gone. I um, remember that because it's really important to my story. We're talking about, okay, so we've talked about how I love um, talk tapes and how I loved to talk. And by the time I was a youth, like a teenager, I was, re- I was very good at speaking. Um, I could write a talk in, in a couple of hours, if not um, minutes, but I always liked having hours because then I could research and, and get quotes because I believed that when you quoted someone who actually had clout, when you didn't have clout, it worked better. Um, But it got to the point where when I was in my late teens and early 20s, I could teach a lesson or um, uh, give a talk with no notice. You know, like all of a sudden a call on me and have me get up in front of people and oh, it was like one of my dreams. A couple of times if I was asked to speak on something I didn't know very much about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't work so good, um, <laughs> but one of those times, um, I was 15. I was 15, and I had, was given a week's notice. And this, by this time, I was um, mature enough to be speaking to the entire congregation at my church, and um, we were given these topics, and um, it was on charity, love. And um, I thought, oh, okay, sweet. So I looked up in the topical guide, and that's like the index in this form of scriptures that we use. And it's in the back of the Bible. And um, found all these different scriptures to use. And I found um, all these things, went up there. Yeah, I can do this. Well, I got up there to try and talk about cherry. I didn't know what it was. I didn't. I didn't know what charity was, and, and there's a scripture in the Bible. Mm, I'll get the quotes somewhere, and it's saying that charity is. It's Paul who says it. He talks about all that charity is, and then he says if you don't have it, dang, it might be Isaiah. I'll get you exact reference next time. But he says if you don't have charity, um, you have nothing. like you. It, of all the great things there are in the world, charity is the best. And I didn't know what it was. How could I go through life and not know what this is? And it scared me. And, and I went home and went on a search of what love was. Um, at the same time, when I was um, 13, it's 13 years old, um, my mom had this set of tapes called Let's Fix the Kids. I don't even remember who it's by, but it was a really inspired guy. He's one of the ones who did the color code personality test. But um, the talk tapes called Let's Fix the Kids, but it was all about how to be a good parent. <laughs> it was so fun because I would, like, give my mom tips. But it sent me on this kick. I love to learn about all kinds of things in different talk tapes, but it sent me on a kick of, um, relationships and how to teach people and how to talk to people and, and how to truly communicate to your children. I've, I've since learned that it's called good sales, like real sales, not the kind that trick you or cheat you, but the kind that help you find what you really want. And <laughs> so, and that was a new discovery that I discovered, um, when I was about 23. And so then all of a sudden I was really interested in business because I realized they teach you tips for connection. And connecting with people. And so um, Addison really believes in this. Like, seriously, check out business dreams. It, it is incredible and really fun to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I'm in it a lot, so I really like to listen to it. <laughs> um, uh, what was my point? Yeah, okay, so between the two, between that experience when I was 15, when I totally failed at that talk, it was so embarrassing. I got up there and realized I did not know what I was talking about. And I, and, and so I was embarrassed on top of the fact that I was a little bit scared. How in the world am I supposed to succeed in this life um, and find love? If, if, if this was love, if this was the ultimate love, and I didn't know what it was, what was I going to do? At the same time, that foundation that I had built, at 13 years old when I found out that the, the key to being a good parent was to, or the key to having successful children was to being a good parent. <laughs> and that, um, and how to teach your children without controlling them or to um, have it backfire. Like the saddest thing ever is when I saw those parents that were trying so hard. And then... Um, it would it would turn it on a backfire, like those were the kids that were the most rebellious for the parents couldn't see. And it was the saddest thing. And um I wanted this. So I don't know if you can tell, but the thing that um that I value the most in this life is uh, family. Is those relationships that matter the very most. The things the things that give everything else value. I realized um Within the last year, Um, that if I if I never got to get married, if I if I never found this relationship that I found that we're sharing with you, um, what would I what would I do with myself? What would I do? What would bring me value? And I learned that what would bring me value anything that I did, anything that I did, if what I did strengthened the family, strengthened those people who were having children, strengthen those people who were working to make their marriage work, then my product, my life, my purpose, would have purpose, meaning. Uh, there, there would be a reason for me to get up and go to work every day. It would be a reason for me to think of something new if what I did strengthened relationships and protected homes and families. Even if it was as menial as working in a restaurant. Like... Here's a quick story working in a restaurant cute little family came in and it was the three children so they're outnumbered you know i mean when there's when there's two dad can hold one mom, mom can hold one and and they can take it on together but when there's three you're outnumbered okay you got like three under the age of five they're all just a little bit excited about life and showing it in every single way possible and food's everywhere and and things are going on and i have to clean up this at this restaurant and so and and, and I realized, as I helped get the booster seats and I helped get the extra plates and the plethora of napkins and clean up the, the spills, that I was strengthening this family, this cute couple that was trying to have a date night, that was trying to, to make memories as a family. That just by being there, just by smiling, just by letting them know that, that I was happy they were there, not overwhelmed by the, the mess I was going to get to clean up afterwards, that I was making a difference. And it can be down to inventing a cool dishwasher so the moms can spend more time holding their children than they do washing dishes. There's, you, you can apply it to everything and anything. So if you need to find purpose in your life, if, if, if and for some reason, um, you aren't married, aren't getting married, it's not happening, what's taking so long? This, this is what I found that brought me purpose. And in the next podcast that I talk about, I really want to talk about... Um, how to apply that, what that's like or what it was like for me, Um, but today, today I want to talk about the number one, the number one strengthen, strengthener, how do you say that, the number one key to strengthening your relationship um, with your spouse, your children, your friends, and most especially God there um if you listen to this and you you don't necessarily believe in God yet, um, you have two choices right now: you can say goodbye or you can keep listening and see if it if I actually have something worth saying because I am getting married. <laughs> does work. And when I was the one searching for um, (laughs) how to build love and to find um, that real love that I realized I didn't know it at at 15, um, then this is worth listening to because this truly is the number one reason why I am getting married and how come I get to. So here you go, here's my story. Fifteen years old, realized, I didn't know what love is. Thirteen years old, realized that the key to having good relationships with your children or your spouse was you, me, me, what I did with myself, how I acted, how I stood. And so, that same little girl who listens to that talk tape at 13 years old, realized that marriage was not a one-time thing, getting little babies here was not something I could do by myself. And finding someone that I could live life with was my dream. I also grew up in a church that supports families. Um, Everything about them is to strengthen the family and the individual in each family. And helping each other do the same. And so I grew up with this knowledge that the most important thing was these relationships. Relationships. And then I found for myself in those talk tips and those other things that this really is the most important thing. So, in my religion, in my church, we believe that we have agency. That God doesn't dictate what you're going to be or how you're supposed to live. Or who you marry. Or if you get married or not. We believe in agency and the ability to choose. For ourselves And And we believe That he knows everything What will happen Where it goes What it is Not that he has dictated Where we go We still get to choose But he does know What we will choose He does know And the miracle That makes him God Is that he still loves us And gives us Every single chance Again and again And sacrificed His only son The only one that um, The only one That could come back That would come back And he sacrificed him so that he could have all of us come back if we wanted. This God, he knows. So I knew that the person that I married would be my decision. Who I got to marry would be my choice. And I also knew that, um, <laughs> that he knew who that would be. He knew who I would choose, and he knew where he was at this point in time, and, and, and what he was doing with his life, and how, um, what he was struggling with, and what he was going through, and and at 13 years old, I, I made this realization, and, and I have an incredible mom. I have an incredible mom. Side note on that today is my parents' 26th anniversary, 26 years, and still going strong, and... And I can testify that love does last, and that when two people are focused on the right things, um, even when it's really hard, hell, yeah, I, I would use that word, when it's hell. <laughs> heaven is around the corner. My mom has a funny saying. She says, yeah, we've bounced off heaven and hell enough to know that both exist. Incredible. Okay, so I have these wonderful parents, and she said, she's the one who taught me the concept. She said, you know, you get to choose who you're going to marry. And God knows who that is, so you can pray for him today. So I did. My 13-year-old little self, (laughs) to get on my knees and my legs would go numb. (laughs) Because I didn't just pray for my eternal companion, my love that I'm going to keep forever. But I would pray for each of my siblings and theirs, (laughs) because I knew that, The only father knew who theirs were, too, and I loved them so much, and I wanted them to be happy like I was learning what true happiness was. And um, and so I, I, I started praying for him. And I'd pray for him randomly throughout the day, too, just all the time. My father, please bless that man that I'm going to marry, wherever he is, whatever he's going through, when I would struggle with the different things that come with adolescence, and I'd be like, man, I wonder... I wonder if he's experienced these things. And I would pray for him. Don't get me wrong, I didn't think about my husband, my future husband, all the time. Just most of the time. <laughs> and, um, and I would pray for him. I would pray for him. And he did an incredible thing. As I grew up, as I listened to more talk tapes because I hadn't discovered podcasts, um, I leaned more and more and more towards those building of relationships. And in building relationships, building of self. And I learned, especially because I have an incredible church where they teach all kinds of things, that if you wanted, um, if you wanted something, you had to be that something. And so I took that in all different ways, and I'll talk about that more in the next time I talk. But how, um, how I could be this, how I could be like this. And in all of it, I realized that there was a higher power. That not only helps with those who are struggling with addictions, but helps with those who are struggling to build something, be with someone. It's like the opposite of addiction isn't being free of addiction, it's choosing your own time, your own life. And that can be just as hard, and I think we need help from heaven to do that as well. So, I grew up praying for this incredible man, praying to know. What could I say to be what I think God sent me here to be and how what I was learning would not only help build myself, but it would build my husband, my children, and, and anyone else that I came in contact with. How could I do this? What would I do? Prayer was a constant part of my life. Well, I had a great, great dating life. Incredible. And I got to date for a long time. Um, well, to me, it was a really long time. But I was talking to my cousin, who's a year older than me, and she's like, "What are you talking about? We're not old. So <laughs> you get out in the world, and these people that don't get married until they're 35, they, they have a lot more dating experience than I do. But I do have a lot. And I learned all kinds of things, and I had so much fun, and I was in no hurry. I was in no hurry, and I was extremely picky. I had reserved because I had learned so much about love, right? I had learned so much about this charity. I went on a mission for the next um, three years after I gave that awful talk at 15. I studied everything I could find on charity. I studied up, down, right, left, book, stories, um, and especially the Bible, because it was the one that talked about it, and other forms of scripture. Um, the Book of Mormon is incredible. It talks about charity. More than any other book that I've seen. So if you're looking for true love, I would read that book. Looking for it. It's incredible what you'll find. Um, And. um, Oh, what? I lost my train of thought. And I came to learn one very, very important thing. True love. Comes from God. And is given without expectation of anything back. True love comes from God when we ask him for it without any expectation of getting anything back from the person that you are giving it to. Jesus Christ loved us and never expected us to do what he did for us. And he does expect us to turn on and give it to someone else. That's what he died for. That's what he paid for was that ability to love. Because, you know, when you're hurt, when you've you've made a mistake, your ability to love goes down. My mom has another saying, she says, it's not, people are only able to love as much as they are righteous. When someone is making mistakes, when someone is trapped, when someone is addicted to anything, be it a substance or a way of thinking, their ability to love decreases. Man, I'm talking a lot of techno babble. <laughs> Addison told you that's not the greatest thing you should tell in the stories. So, I found this thing called Real Love, this thing called Charity. And I started to have it for my friends, for my best friends and family and for, um, for this man that I prayed for every night. So I was 13 years old. And, um, and a really important moment. Um, when I was 21, Um, I had an experience that made me think that there weren't any more good guys. That I would have to find this dream of love maybe in the next life. I don't know. I, they they just weren't around anymore. There's weren't any more good ones. And if there were, they didn't like me. And, um. And I remember I got down on my knees and I said, you know what? My dream's not there anymore. He doesn't exist. So I'm going to be good. And I'm going to work for this thing called charity because you offered it to me. Not because someday I'll find someone I can share it with. And the most interesting thing is at that very moment, maybe not that very moment, but that very year, um, Addison. This man that I was praying for discovered, discovered his own testimony of God. He discovered the Bible. He discovered the other forms of scripture, the book of Mormon. Um, there's a book called The Doctrine and Covenants, and it is super good. It's modern scripture given by modern Latter-day prophets. And and uh, he ate it up. He likes to listen to things on tape like these podcasts, which is cool because I do too. Um... And ate it up, loved it. All of a sudden it was the only thing he wanted to listen to. And th- and this kid was cool. He was playing sports. Um, he was good looking and he talks about it in his podcast. He was ripped, ripped. And and I don't oh man, I've seen pictures. Well, I don't have to see pictures. I <laughs> don't he is cute. And he turns more than one head when he walks into the room. I don't think he knows that. But man, when we first started dating, I was pretty jealous. <laughs> Which was a new experience for me. I didn't usually get jealous. Um, uh, Yeah, this incredible kid had discovered his own testimony of Jesus Christ. The Bible, the Book of Mormon. He found it for himself. He was becoming this person that God knew he would become. And that I didn't believe that I was beginning to, to doubt the fact that that could exist. Not perfect. Just someone who wanted to be good and then wanted me. Really cool that the math adds up that 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 happened right there. It's just a testimony to me that God really does care what we do and that he knows what we're going through and who we're praying for. Um, A really incredible experience happened five years later. Five years. Five years later. Um, I... I had dated, and I had had fun, and I never wanted to be one of those girls that says, why am I not married yet? I was like, as long as I'm single, I'm going to live it up, and I'm going to have fun. And I did, and I loved it, and um, I lived a high-quality life. I didn't have to worry about um, having a family without the man I loved because I set some standards, and I just had fun. Well, well, by the time I was 26, I was like, okay, what in the world am I going to do with my life? He's not here. Maybe he, maybe he really doesn't exist. Maybe maybe I won't ever get married. And you know I was really thinking about marrying my friend. We've been friends for 4 years and he is one of my most incredible friends, but hard of you knew that if I married him um I don't want to call it settling because he wasn't something to settle for. He was an incredible incredible guy and he was my friend and he was going somewhere and I knew that I didn't love him like I could. And I didn't think that was fair. If I didn't love him like that, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to marry him because he was my friend and I wouldn't do that to my friend. I wouldn't want some girl to do that to him. I wasn't going to be that girl. And so I remember getting on my knees and be like, ah, does he really exist? Is he really there? And I just really, really struggling. Well, if, somehow I must have talked about it. because I have a baby brother who is... Um, four years old, but he was three at the time. Just learning to talk, just learning to pray. And uh, I think my inspired mother also encouraged him because she prayed for us and she prayed for our, our future spouses, whoever we would choose. And, um, she, he started praying. He's like, huh? Oh, Heavenly Father, Please help Jess's guy to find her. That one that she'll choose. Please help him to find her. oh man, cutest thing ever Um, I really would encourage you to go listen to that podcast because in that podcast you will discover that um, exactly, well I can't say to the day but one year before I met Addison that year that my little brother started to pray for me to find him or for him to find me um, Addison started looking for a dance hall and I, I, just want to dance. I have this craving to dance and, and different things got in his way. It took him a whole year to, um, decide to open one. It was really interesting because that same, that same time I, I got friends together to dance, to dance. That's what I was going to do with myself if I, if I didn't get married, Dancing was what I wanted to do, and uh, I wanted, I wanted everyone to get a chance to dance. And so, (laughs) incredible, to the day, all of a sudden, this great man gets an urge to open a, to, to find a dance hall, just find dancing. And then, right about the time that I'm ready, I've gotten, I've got friends, I've got a program, I've got the abilities, I've got the guts um, two star dance place. Just, just not the know-how. I I didn't know a lot about business. He decides he's going to open a business. He decides, well, for a whole year, for a whole year, I had been teaching dance at that place for a whole year. He'd been looking for a place to dance, but at the perfect time when both of us were ready, that's, that's when he finds me. His desire to, 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 to dance starts. Exactly the time that my little brother prays. You know, you can call it coincidence all you want, but this I know to be true. There is a God. He cares. He cares about us. He cares about our relationship. He cares who we're going to be. And I can promise you this. whether you find the man you want to build or the woman you want to build your life around and with to become like christ to share that love that you get from christ with each other and bring more life into the world whether you find that tomorrow when you're 60 when you're 18 when you're 16 it happens Whatever the case may be, if you will search for that, that companion, that love with God, you will find it. You will find it. There is one more scripture, and I am so sorry, I don't have all the references. But it says that whatever, um, when you keep the commandments, you keep the covenants you make with God, the covenant like Abraham. You covenant with God and you keep that covenant, His, his covenants, His promises, He will keep His promises. And I would also like to add that it goes the same. If you find someone that you think you're going to build love with and they choose otherwise, so you're halfway through this marriage, this building, and all of a sudden it ends because of what they chose. That, that does not affect the fact that God promised that you would have it. That is His promise. And if we keep, if we stick with Him, we will have it. I do not think that there is another man in this world like Addison Eldebrand. I do know there are lots of good ones. Because I did have that friend. That incredible friend. At age 23, I have a journal entry that says, real, real men do exist, good men are still out there. I will be eternally grateful for that friend who helped me keep going. And the fact that he found me. The time he found me is inspired of God. I know it to be true. And the life that we have and the choices that we make and the choices we choose to choose each other. um, Always and continually. be because we're choosing God. And. um, So. (laughs) The next podcast is going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited to do it together with Addison and excited to do it, to just tell you what I think and what I found. Um, and and if this is the only one you ever listen to for whatever reason, if if you can know that um, when you choose God, you choose happiness, whether that be with that, someone who you're going to build happiness with, or just strengthening everyone else who's trying because it's not easy. Yeah. No, I'm talking a lot of things and a lot of thoughts. <laughs> um, well, I don't exactly know how to end this. <laughs> I guess the challenge would be when you get on your knees tonight, Ask, um, ask your God, the God, what it is that he would have you do to prepare for when you get to share the love that he will give you. With your friends today, Their your sweethearts someday and with your children when you create them. Um, Don't give up. Don't give up. All right, guys. Have a great night. Oh, I don't know how to turn this off. (laughs)